Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Potter's View International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. We thank you for the month of January. We thank you for the month of February. We thank you for the month of March. We thank you for the month of April. Jesus, we thank you for the month of May. And we thank you for the coming months. That we that saw the month of May will see June. We will see July. We will see August. We will see September. We will see October. We will see November. We will see December. As far as the Lord tarries in the name of Jesus. We thank you for life. We thank you for peace. We thank you for health. We thank you for the ability to see. The ability to hear. The ability to walk. The ability to be able to carry a baby. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Father, this morning, your church and your children are saying thank you. If not for you who has been on our side, what would our testimony be like? The enemy surrounded us. But you do not allow the enemy prevail. Jesus, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Jesus, we say thank you. Today we have come to say thank you. We have come to honor you. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, thank you for the month of me. Thank you that every one of us present here, you would give us abundant favor. The favor that would change our story. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Today, we're going to thank God for many things. We're going to thank God because God is God. It's the first of me. We have conquered four months of the year and we shall conquer the rest months. Let your amen have life. You know, one of the things that God is going to do this month is that God will give us, and I believe everyone present here, God will show favor to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So today, very briefly, I'm going to be talking about, and God showed up. What did I say? And God showed. God will show for someone today in the name of Jesus. You know, many times, you may be faced with circumstances and you wonder, how would you escape? Have you ever thought about it before? Have you ever faced a situation that how would you want escape? How would you leave this situation? How would you leave these circumstances? How would you leave this pressure? Oh, there are times you wonder, how would you even survive? True of us. There are times you wonder, in Nigeria, you know, in Nigeria, you are believing God that even to survive in Nigeria is favor. Don't you think so? You travel now is favor. Amen. If a tanker is not falling on the road, you know what? About last week, I saw at airport road, you know, the turning where you want to turn, go, get back so you can go back to Ajawa State. That turning, a tanker, uh, a trailer was about to turn. 
and the container fell. My, my question was, assuming that there was one naughty guy, you know naughty people that say, ah, let me quickly overtake the trailer. I hope some people have learned lessons that one try stop, just stop, just be looking at him until he has finished. If there was a naughty person there, what will have happened to the car? Gone. Turning on the street in town, not even on the road. So it's not as if the person was traveling. One day I had a friend of mine tell me that she woke up in the morning, she and her husband, they just woke up and went to the parlor. And as they left the parlor, they just heard this, they just said something, come back from the roof, landed, they just left the place and they held it. It was a bullet. Where was he fired from? They didn't even know. To survive in Nigeria is favor. Amen? Amen. And God will favor you. Amen. And God will do what? Favor you. There's something I realized in the Bible. And I was sharing with them this morning. I said, where God is taking us to, hard work cannot get there. When God promised the children of Israel, he said, I will give you a land. He said, I will give you a land. He said, I will give you a land. It was a promise. For God to give them a land, God had to take them away from Egypt. It wasn't going to be hard work that would take them away from Egypt. It wasn't even going to be the power of their strength. It was going to be the hand of God. To break the backbone of slavery, it took the hand of God. And God showed up in Israel. Broke the backbone of slavery. They left. When they got to the promise, uh, they got to the Red Sea. <coughs> the Bible says the Red Sea parted. Could there have been any artificial irrigation scheme that would have crossed, uh, parted the Red Sea? No. But the Red Sea parted. At the Red Sea parted, what happened? They walked through. Somebody would say, ah, it was a tsunami that took place. You know, tsunami happens. When tsunami takes place, what happens? The water is driven back. So the people passed. Immediately they finished passing, the tsunami now realized that no, he also come back to the place and came back. As the children of Egypt were there, what happened? Something took place. May I pray that in this month, every person pursuing you, may that person meet with the tsunami of God in the name of Jesus. Everyone who does not want you happy, everyone who wants to harass your health, your peace, may the tsunami of God carry them in the name of Jesus. So you see where God is taking you to, where God is taking us to, where God is taking you to as a church, as every, you need the hand of God. You need the favor of God. He says, I will give you houses that you do not build. You give you vineyards that you do not plant. Listen to me today. The person that will become president next year is not the person that has capacity. It's one person that favor will speak and locate. Because in the midst of all of them, it's somebody that will not, on his own, will never be able to rise. But favor will take him out and make him president. And everybody will see it. That that person was favored. It wasn't that the person knew how to do it. It's just that God favored that person. Praise the Lord. So you and I and everyone must be favored to enter into a dimension of God's greatness. Listen to me. If favor is Listen to what I'm saying. His favor is the secret to unusual, uncommon achievements. Do you know the secret to favor? Do you know the secret to favor? It's going to be praise. The Bible says, whosoever offered praise, what does he do? He glorifies me. That's God saying. He said, whoever praises me, glorifies me. 
And the Bible says, those that honor me, I would honor. Those that glorify me, I will glorify. So offering praise is the secret to glorifying God. And when God begins to, to, to do what he wants to do, what happens to you? Your life becomes favored. And God will now begin to show up. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, we've got the story that something took place. And you will see how, what, when God's favor speaks for a man, and as God's favor will speak for you this month, you will see how your life will transform. In the name of Jesus. So if 2 Chronicles chapter 20, if you are there, say, uh -huh, uh -huh. so you are not there. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, something happened. In verse 2, they said a multitude came about the sea and wanted to attack Jehoshaphat. So, in verse 3, the Bible says that Jehoshaphat feared. What did he, he feared? So, he was afraid. He was scared. You know, I don't know about you. Are you not scared of Nigeria's future? Answer me now. The way things are going, are you, are you sure that Nigeria will survive in the next one year? Pastor Deboe said something. He said, are you sure there will be elections next year? Praise the Lord. When you are using 98% of your revenues to pay, no, you are not paying debts. Servicing your debts. That is a different thing. It means that you are paying the interest of your debts with 98% of your revenues. Then you know that there's no trouble in Jesus' name. You are using 98%. So imagine you earn a million naira every month. You are using 980,000 naira not to, not to pay debt. To pay the interest of your debt. Then you have what? You have 20,000 naira to pay salaries. To do security. To do health. To take care of uh, uh, education. To do light. Then you will know why there is no light in the country. Praise the Lord. So, you may be faced with so many circumstances. Oh, if, um, a friend of mine sent it, uh, what do you call it, if, um, a YouTube video, uh, article about one man who was traveling to Kaaba. I don't know how many of you saw it. And Boko Haram uh, bandits had, uh, attacked him. And they said, oh, Nigeria is their own. That Nigeria is their country. That Nigeria belongs, their, their fathers told them that Nigeria is their own. The band is this. They said Nigeria is their own. So they are coming. So everything that happens is that they are thinking, this is our country. The oil in the south is their own. Your land is their own. No, that's what their fathers told them. Generationally, they've been transferring to other generations that is their own, that Nigeria is their own. So those people, you want to come and discuss with them that you are equal? They will never believe that you are equal. Because their fathers told them that Nigeria is their property. What did your own father tell you? That <laughs> cannot. 
So, so those are the, you'll be scared. Oh, you'll be scared. When I tell you that 40% of the youth in the north have been found to have, to be drug, uh, what do you call it? Drug addict. Someone was saying that there were 120,000 orphans in the Boko Haram camp. 60,000 orphans is enough to, face, to become an army. So a child grows up as an orphan. No father, no mother. Listen, no. a child grows up as an orphan. No father, no mother. What happens to him? He has no moral boundaries. Abi, even the child that grows up with father and mother still has no moral boundaries. But the one that does not grow does not have any moral boundary. What's happening to the future? Those children are not going to school. So you have maybe like 12 or 15 million out of school children in the north. They don't go to school. They don't have, they don't have what they call it. They don't have education. They don't have security. They don't have, they've not gone to school. They don't have any skill. So if you, if you bring an industry, they cannot work there. When those people grow up, and they have the highest fertility rate in the country. And the next five they have the highest, they have a fertility rate of 78%. So if they, if they now grow up without education, they now have four children, uh, four wives. Each of the four wives have 70, 70, or let's say they have, together they have 20 children. You are seeing an explosion of what? Of illiterate. What happens to you in the future? If you think about the future of this country, you say, but God must show up. Otherwise, that's the reason why every think tank in the world don't understand how Nigeria is still surviving. So, Jehoshaphat was, he said, so he went, he was in his fear, so he went to the Lord for directions and gave others all through Judah for the people to go without food, asking him, what, would, what should we do? So, in verse 4, he continued, Amen. Are you with me today? So get us to ask for the help of the Lord. They all came to ask for the Lord. They said, verse 4, verse 4, somebody's awake, not asleep. So they came to make prayer for, what were they asking God for? Help from the Lord. This morning, God will send help to you. Amen. I don't want you to sleep this morning. I said, God will send help to you. Amen. I said, God will send help to you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God will send help to you. What you cannot on your own do, God will send help to you. And the Bible says, and the earth helps the woman. May the earth in Nigeria help you in the name of Jesus. May the elements, the sun, the stars, the moon, may they help you in the name of Jesus. And Judah came, you know, you don't understand what help means. If you study the story of the um, Russia-Ukraine war, you know what help, how God has sent help to the Ukrainians? By the time the, Ukraine, the Russians came there, the ground became muddy because of the weather, snow and everything. What happened? He forced the Russians to go to the road. As long as the Russians were on the road, they were being wiped away. And they could not go out, to, out of the road because of the, because of the earth, because of the weather. If they go out of the road, their cars become stopped. They can't move forward. If they go to the road, they become killed. That's God sending help. Hello? Your people, your, anyone who gathers against you, I'm saying this because I've seen that we don't get to get to a point where we need to begin to declare judgment against anyone who gathers against God's children. Anyone who says that you will not rise, everyone who says that, you're, that, that you will not laugh, you will not smile. You're not looking for their trouble, but they will not rest. 
May God, may God, may God, may God send help to you to destroy them in the name of Jesus. So they came together and asked for help from God. Praise the Lord. So in verse 5, Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation as I'm standing here. Amen. And said in verse 6, Oh God, listen, he said, Oh God, you are the God of our fathers. Are you not the God in heaven? Are you not the one who rules over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And is in your hand, is there no power and might? So that none is able to withstand thee. Jehoshaphat called upon who God is. Say, God, all power in heaven and earth is yours. Can you not do this? Can you not deliver? Can you not set free? Can you not heal? Can you not promote? Can you not elevate? Can you not displace? He says, it is your hand. And in verse 7, he says, are you not God? Who can drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people? Oh, God, let me remind you. You drove out stronger people from this place before. You drove them out before your people and because you made a promise to Abraham, your friend. And in verse 8, he went on and said, and they dwelt therein and built their sanctuary for you in your name. Oh, they made it their living place, building their holy house for your name. God, they reminded God that, they, that the children of Israel built a sanctuary for God. And look, the people of Israel could build a sanctuary that was made with, what, with stones. But you are a living sanctuary. You yourself today, you are the living sanctuary. Not built with stones. So, look, the people of Israel could evoke a sanctuary built with stone. How much more you? Praise the Lord. And in verse 9. Amen. He says, If when evil come upon us as the sword or judgment or pestilence or famine, we stand before thee in this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house. Their name is in Pottersville. I will cry unto thee in our afflictions. You said, hear and help. I'm believing God that God will hear and help you this month in the name of Jesus. And the way he will help you is that he will show up. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And now, we stand before the children of Israel, Israel of Mount and Mount Zion, that whom thou wouldest not let Israel evade, when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Verse 11, Behold, I say how they reward us to come to cast out us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. So he was talking, he was, he was just having a discussion. Now, please, look at verse 12. That's what I'm going to. Verse 12. He says, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? The Bible says, when you praise God, God will execute judgment against your enemies. Yeah. Did you see that in your Bible, Psalm 150? And the two edges sword in their hands to so execute judgment. So, when you want God to execute judgment against your enemies, what do you do? You evoke praise. I don't know how many of you will evoke praise today. You will praise God, true of us. So he said, our God, will you not execute judgment on them? Because you know why? For we have no power to face this great multitude that's attacking us. You have no thought, no power. We do not know what to do. <laughs> Underline, we do not know what to do in your Bible. For we do not know what to do. When you do not know what to do, you do praise. When Jesus Christ got to Lazarus' tomb, 
Lazarus was dead. What did Jesus Christ do? He said, Father, I thank thee that you always hear me. When you don't know what to do, what do you do? You do praise. That's how God shows up. When you don't know what to do, do praise. And it says, but we do not know what to do. But our eyes are on you. Our eyes are not on the problem. Our eyes are not on human help. Our help, eyes are not on human solution. Our eyes are on you. Despite the fact that we don't know what to do, our eyes are on you. The enemy's greatest thing is to take your eyes away from God and put on the circumstances. You know what he did to Peter? He took Peter's eyes away from Jesus and let Peter began to see the boisterous wind. And the Bible says Peter began to sink. But once eyes was on Jesus, he was walking on the water. But our eyes are on you. Let me tell you something. Prayers does not put your eyes on God. But praise puts your eyes on God. Trough us. Praise does what? Put your eyes on God. You are the only one. You are the only one. If it's prayer, would you help? This wahala is much. And you begin to talk about the wahala. Your eyes is on the wahala, not on God. So you can be praying and your eyes is not on God. You'll be rehearsing the problem. And your eyes on the problem. Say, ah, this problem is big. Who will deliver me? There's everybody who had this problem died. Hey, it's my death sentence. God, where are you? That's prayer. Pray says, are you not the almighty? The one who sits upon the throne of grace. The mighty one in battle. I praise you. You can do all things. You are the one who can do all. You can kill and make alive. The mighty man in battle. And you are praising him. As you are praising him, your eyes is on him. Not on the problem. And God must show up. That's the reason why in Acts of the Apostles, <coughs> chapter 16, when the Bible said that they bound, uh, what's his name, Paul and Silas, and the Bible says they prayed. But they did what? They praised. And when they praised, the enemy heard them. The people heard them. The prisoners heard them. And God came. You know why? When you don't know what to do and you do praise, you invoke the presence of God. And when God comes, he comes with an earthquake. When God shows up, he comes with an earthquake. Something will happen. The people will be destroyed. Who says that you will not stand? Who says you will not rise? Who says you will not move forward? You know why? Because God is showing forth. Lift up your hands, all ye gates. Be lifted up, be everlasting doors. That the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. When God comes, an earthquake is the one that comes to show that God is there. So when they told them in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, they said, look, you know what you will do? Organize yourself. Praise God. Lift up your praise to God. Oh, it was that they didn't know what to do before. But when they learned to praise God, in verse 20, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 20, and they began to praise God, the Bible said God sent ambushment, ambushment against the enemies. You know why God sent ambushment to the enemies? Praise is what invoked the presence of God to any situation. Whenever you pray to God, angels take your prayers to heaven. Whenever you take, you pray to God, what happens? Angels take your prayers to heaven. 
when you praise God, angels don't take it. Angels don't stand there. The Bible says, oh you God, you are the one who inhabits the praise of Israel. God himself is the only one that can inhabit the praise of, of God's children. So when you praise God, God himself will come down and decide to do something. <coughs> do you know why? When, when Solomon gave an offering of a thousand bond offering, and the Bible says the smell got up to heaven, God said, who is that? I need to give him something that no one has ever had. And God came down and said, I give you a blank check. You know what God does when you praise God? He gives you a blank check. Praise actually opens a blank check. What did I say? Praise opens a blank check. Praise gives you a blank check. What did I say? Praise gives you a blank check. It's a spiritual principle in life. Praise does what? Gives you a blank check. When you see high service people, they begin to praise you. Your father is the best person in the land. Your father never stole. Your father never did this. He gives you a blank check. You'll be able to enter into them. And you know, anything you want, they give it to you. Praise actually gives you a blank check. When Herodias' daughter was, was praising the, uh, the King Herod, and he danced and danced and danced and praised him, what did Herodias do? Herodias gave him what? Give her what? A blank check. Praise will give what? A blank check. Praise will give you what? A blank check. What no man can give to you, God will give it to you. You know why? Because praise is what opens the heavens to you. And by the time the heavens are open to you, things begin to happen. Can I round up by saying something to you? Praise is what will give you the spirit of innovation. What did I say? Praise will give you the spirit of innovation and the spirit of insight. Oh, they did not know what to do. I wish I could go through all that, but if I go through that, I will not finish this sermon today. So, they did not know what to do, but they, they now said, you know what, let's praise God. And they praised God. And God gave them what to do. Praise the Lord. Are you in a situation where you don't know what to do? Are you, you know, at times, I ask people, so what will you do now? He said, I don't know what I'm going to do. So when you don't know what you're going to do, what are you going to do? Do praise. Just begin to praise God. Just begin to do what? Praise God. In 2 Kings, 2 Kings, praise the Lord. Can I hear a believing hallelujah? hallelujah? Amen. 2 Kings chapter 3, verse 15. Somebody went to meet Elijah and said, Elijah should prophesy or to give a word, to see something. What did Elijah say? Oh, I cannot see anything. But bring me a musician. Now, as the musician played, the hand of Adonai came upon him. You see? As the people were playing, as they were going to play today, the hand of God will come down. Yeah. Do you hear? And the hand of God came down. And the insight to do, what to do, you understand, it came upon Elisha and he began to give a word. Amen. So when you when you are when you are when you are when you are overwhelmed, whenever you are encompassed by so great troubles, you understand. And living in Nigeria, like I told you, is, is great trouble. It was Dangote that said that if you have ever lived in Nigeria, when you get to heaven, they will not even give you any 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 judgment again. That your judgment is just living in Nigeria. So after you've lived in Nigeria, it's heaven straight. You can't go to hell. Nigeria is hell enough. So you have done hell. So you now go to heaven. <laughs> you know, but. Living in Nigeria is, is you can be overwhelmed. And you don't know what to do. But when you praise God, God will show up. You know why? Because he comes to inhabit the praise of his people. So as Elijah prayed, as Elijah did not know what to do, he said, bring me a musician. Bring me a minstrel. And as the musician began to play, the hand of Adonai came upon him. 
the hand of what Adonai came upon him. When the hand of God comes upon you, God will give you supernatural strength. He will give you supernatural speed in the name of Jesus. Remember when the hand of God came upon Elijah, the Bible said he outran the chariots of Ahab. Praise the Lord. He had run the chariot. He was a 70 or 80 year old man. He was an old man. But like we heard on Friday, there's a life-giving spirit that can come upon you. That your life is renewed. <laughs> and you run at run. The chariot has four horses. You understand? Four horses run with it. He outran a chariot because the hand of God came upon him. When the hand of God comes upon you, you will outrun your contemporaries. He didn't get that. I said you would outrun your contemporaries. Yeah. You will outrun your classmates. Yeah. Maybe your classmates have gone far, but you outrun them. It's the favor of God. And the hand of God comes upon you. You will outrun them. Those that have gone before you, you outrun them. Those who have achieved before you, you outrun them. Those that started before you, who had advantages over you, you outrun them. But why? The hand of God came upon him. And now bring the musician. Elisha knew the secret to invoking God showing up. Is what? Is praising God. Let me round up today. I ask if I can get two or three people to tell me when you praise God, whenever you've lived before, that God showed up and delivered you from shame. If anyone has that kind of testimony, can come and share with us in church today. That God showed up. That you were almost dead. You were almost ashamed, but God showed up. Oh, maybe your bank account was almost empty, but God showed up. If there's anybody like that in church, any one person, come, 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 one, one, two, okay, can I have one, two, okay, three, come up, that's enough. Just, but God showed up. Because I'm believing God that for every one of you that came to church this morning, God will do what? God will show up. And as we praise him, the hand of God will come down. And God will show up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So we're doing more. To, yeah, continue, continue, continue. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise Straight the Lord. to the point. I have never been to court in my life before, but a situation happened. What I don't even know anything about. What I've not, what I've not touched, took me to court, and it was like maybe they're going to send me from that court to somewhere else. But I don't know. I just started calling God. God, Majekulibeo. So I speaking everything I've been, I'm excited praising God. If I, in fact, I have accepted because I believe that it has finished. But I started praising God. And something just happened. And the woman asked, does he know anything? Oh, no. I shouted. I don't know. I shouted in that court. Tell them what happened. Sorry, they will know. He was in court. He was, the judge was there. <laughs> tell them how. Tell them that story. I remember the story now. Tell them the story now. Tell them the story. Because they need to know that God can show up. Hello, church. Can you understand what I'm saying? I need you to know that God can do what? Show up. Mr. Lawyer is here. He can tell us what has happened. Praise the Lord. Okay, so tell us the story now. It was a case I never knew about. And a lot of, a lot of millions have gone. And the person that, the person that was involved put my name. SFU put my name. Uh, there is this EFCC people. They are also after it. And getting to the, getting to court. So I, I said, they said they should go into that um, four corner witness bo box. <laughs> so on getting there, my name was mentioned, and I shouted, "Yeah, ah!" I never even shouting in, in court. Shout <laughs> So the judge asked, "What concern?" But judge was, "Why are you shouting here? Do you know I can send you from here to to you can send somebody from there to that place?" Then I asked them. 
what is what what, what is it is it not part of it? And before the person will say whether he's there or not, may have I started thanking Almighty God. And it was like the person now said, He's not here. He's not here. So why is he here? Take him away. That was how I was off. And what happened to the person? The person was sent, was sent to how many months is the person used there? Talk now. <laughs> the person used uh, six months. They, they, they released him, but I, I, don't, I don't want to say it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, if God has not shown up, from there, we have gone to Kirikiri. Because he said he didn't even know. They asked, oh, this amount of money. He said, ah. You know, I, I've never heard this kind of money before. He I said, ah, don't you know about this case? No. But lawyer, are you permitted to shout in court? No, you're not permitted to shout, but he shouted. But God, because God was showing up for him, he shouted. And what happened to him? He was freed. I said, God will show up for someone in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Um, I've been seeking for admission for five years. That was then. And then I've been sitting for exams frequently. But one day I just decided to study music and theology at the Redeemed Christian Bible College. So my father thought it was because I was depressed and I was frustrated of staying home. And that was why I decided to go to the Bible College. He felt why will you go to Bible college? Why? So he said he's not in support of it and he's not going to pay for my school fee, nothing. So on that fateful day, I picked my bag and then I resumed without his permission. So I went to school and it was time for me to write my second semester exam. First semester, I was permitted to write because I took some permissions like that. And then the second semester exam, I was about to be sent away from the exam hall. And then the second day I went, I was in the hostel. I remember I was telling God that like, I was weeping and I was telling God. And then all of a sudden, that very morning, my mom called me and she was like, your dad told me now that he was asking me that how much is your school fees? I said, like which one? Is it the one I'll be going next or the one I've went before? I don't understand. And then after a few minutes, my dad called me by himself and he was like, how much is your school fees? I told him, he said, okay, send me account details. Let me forward the money to you. I was shocked. I was so surprised. I just thank God that I was able to finish through and I'll, God just helped me. I just thank God. For God, God. God did what? Praise the Lord. Um, mine is when I was pregnant for my second daughter, Kaima. Um, the enemy was telling my... Uh, my husband first thought, uh, my husband's sister, the elder sister, that they would die during childbirth. The, she said the dream was just coming on and on. So one night, that I was almost due. So um, two weeks to the date they gave me, I was lying down with my husband's second, their second daughter in the same room. That night, around 12 a.m., I woke up to pee. I came out. I started worship, I started praising God, worshiping God. I, I, it took me to another room. I didn't know that I was like that till 5 a.m. So that around that 5 a.m., I started feeling something. I told my sister-in-law that. So she now called somebody that 
Um, because already, anytime I go for Antinental, they gave me the report, everything that I'm going to deliver through CS. I didn't want to tell anybody. But that, that day, that morning, when that thing happened, when we got to the hospital, in, inside me, I was just telling God, as in, all throughout the night till the next day, that it has been me and you. This is the time to prove yourself, and God showed up. It was a smooth delivery. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Pottersville, God will show up in your life. Amen. I said God will do what? Show up in your life. God will do what? Show up in your life. And the way to invoke is showing up is what? Praising him. And he will show up. The insight you need, he will give it to you. Amen. The enemy that is bigger than you, he will show up and destroy them. Amen. The fears that is overcompassing you, he will show up and take it away. What you don't know what to do, he will do it for you. And sort it out in the name of Jesus. In fact, there's a thing I say that when you praise God, God will erase the crisis of your life. You understand? He says, I will bring, any, I will bring men, I will bring Gentiles to come and bring their, their, their riches into you. You understand? People that you do not know of will be a blessing to you. So God will take away all your crises because God showed up. And I'm believing this more that for every one of you, God will show up. Amen. I say God will show up. So if you want to praise God today and God to show up in all multidimensional facets of your life, please, can we praise him this morning? Can we give him honor to his name? Praise him and tell him who he is. Praise him and tell him what? That he is the almighty. Praise him and tell him that there's no one like him. And the truth is that there's no one like him. That there's no one that can overthrow him. That in heaven and on earth, no one is as big as he is. He's not just mighty, he's the almighty. He's just not great. He's the greatest of all time. He's just not beautiful. He's beautiful in all seasons. Tell God that he is God. And there's none like him. He's the almighty. He's the mighty man in battle. He's the one that cannot change. He's the one that sits upon the throne of grace. He's the beautiful one. He's the sweet one. He's the lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the one that cannot fail. There is nothing too big for him. He can handle everything. And he is your God. He's the one that is worshipped in heaven. We hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life-transforming and destiny-impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles. On Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, The Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.